Women Generation. Next Women Generation is a platform that you can find inspiring story of young leaders who work to promote sustainable development and gender equality. Today, Next Women Generation is joined by Zarangis Husinua, who is the founder of the Women based in Azerbaijan. Hi, Zara. Thank you so much for joining me today. And you have been traveling a lot um, this day. So tell me, what are you working on? Well, a number of projects. Um, some of my previous projects are kind of on hold, but we're still uh, working on them. It's like... Um, Retail stores of evening and wedding dresses are a little bit on hold. Then I have uh, kids apparel uh, and building moms community uh, in Azerbaijan. Um, then there is Wow Woman, uh, which is uh, has been um, one of the main projects that I've been working on for like six months. So with Wow Woman, we are continuing. We just moved everything from offline to online. And then there is Speak Local, which is where working with teachers um, or from uh, cities and uh, suburban areas, from villages, to kind of promote, um, to help them become better in teaching languages, uh, specifically English language at this point. Because I, I do believe that if you know English, it opens up so many doors for you, right? At least uh, to education, to books and all of that. So we are trying to help those who um, doesn't speak English through teachers, not working directly with them yet, um, to improve that. That's, that. These are the projects. And uh, last but not least, I'm working with a company called Terraformation as a business consultant. They're working on... Um, uh, stopping climate change through planting trees. So it's um, the founder is a former CEO of Revit, and um, we're working with uh, companies around the world world to help them scale up their um, reforestation projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, I guess the main one of the main jobs is being a mom, <laughs> seven months old uh, kid uh, whose name is Dan. You are a mother of seven months baby, and you have so many things to do. So how do you manage your time and your task? Well, I delegate a lot of things. <laughs> I was asked the other day, what do, do I think is like my superpower? And I think uh, my superpower is really uh, art of delegation to write people, write things. Uh, so I have teams in each of the projects. So I work with, like I have like a CEO in each of the projects. So I work with them. And they do all of the operational uh, stuff on me. It's like the strategy. And um, in especially in the early months of the project, I usually work on it like uh, full time. But then I build the team, I build the system so I can delegate and um, kind of have the will be like to be able to run all the other projects as well. Um, if we look at the personal life and family and the kid and all of that, same thing. I have. Um, a nanny uh, who comes now from like nine to six, uh, five times a, uh, a week, right? So I can work. I work remotely, like with the pandemic, that's like great. I've been working remotely for seven years before pandemic as well. But right now with a kid, that's even even better. So like kind of I have a uh, an office on the second floor <laughs> of our house. So I go back and forth. I come down to play with him. I come down to fit him because um, he's on 
he's breastfeeded. Um, so I come down every like hour or two, but the rest of the time I can actually work. This has been like this for the last, like I think, um, three or four months. But the first three months of his life, I was more with him. And I have um, a woman who is also like um, cleaning and cooking as well. So again, I can focus on work, on family, like just spend my time with a kid, with husband and with uh like work on my education and have some time for myself as well can you share some tip of self-care so how do you take good care of yourself well i think uh, one of the key things that a person kind of a woman maybe should do is uh, kind of find what it is for her specifically because like you know uh, i i've been asked this question quite often and um There are so many things which you can do, but you need to find and you, you need to know what it is that works for you specifically. Well, what works for me is like a shower with candles and um, gratitude practice, for example. This is my like every evening, half an hour is just mine, right? I switch on the music, I relax, I take a shower uh, or a bath, and it's like my time for relaxing and getting my resources and energy back. So then it's on weekends, there's always like two or three hours that I allocate for myself also to read, to reflect on the previous week, and to listen to podcasts and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's also very uh, recharging and rewarding. Uh, and walks. I really like to walk, even without headphones. Uh, so I'm waiting for spring. It will be much more pleasant even with the sun on, you know. Um, so yeah, these are the things which are quite helpful. Oh, and I love matcha, matcha tea. <laughs> you are the founder of The Women, which is a wonderful organization. And you was featured on Forbes 30 Under 30. Um, what motivated you to establish The woman. Well, I started my first business when I was 18 with just like $200. And um, in Azerbaijan, which is quite a traditional mentality, at least 10 years ago. Now things are moving forward. Um, uh, they're like It's becoming easier and uh, more resources available. But 10 years ago, people were like, oh, no, you can't really build a business. Like being a woman, being an 18-year-old woman. Um, build business without big finances or like special support and all of that, like that's impossible. But I was doing that and it was quite a lonely journey in a way, you know, because it, and entrepreneurship was not so, people didn't believe, you know, that they can build businesses of their own. Um, so it was quite a lonely journey. <laughs> so I basically started Wow Woman as a, to have a community for myself, you know, to have other women also, Um, kind of to show them and like to create a platform and give them resources to believe in themselves and to get this impossible thing out of the way um, and to be able to have conversations even for myself right like quite usually uh, it's quite an often thing that founders start projects for for their own reasons to solve their own problems um, so yeah that it was the same story with me and I was adapting and changing the model over and over again. And then community grew to like over 10,000 uh, women uh, who passed through our offline trainings. I don't know how many like online, you know, but it's been a lot, but offline when it was still possible, 
um, we did projects on design, digital marketing, I don't know, project management, um, basically trying to give financial independence to, uh, to women. Uh, that's also, that's like another main reason why I started the business society myself. I believe that we can talk about freedom of choice and essay. Um, unfortunately, uh, or it's like full when you have uh, financial freedom as well, right? One of the, as the main things. If you are financially uh, independent, then there is much more choice that you have in case if you have uh, abusive uh, people around you. What are your strategy to reach out to women at that time? Because, you know, in some context, it is really difficult for women to engage in social and economic activities. When we were starting, like six years ago, um, uh, Facebook and Instagram was were not that uh, overloaded, I would say, right? And organic reach was still... Uh, possible. So we were doing really great content and that's how we got our community together. So <laughs> super basic answers through social media. But of course, it's kind of, like it doesn't, um, no point for me is uh, sharing the strategies which worked for us back then because now things are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, what I learned from other entrepreneurs is that they have the support system um, to help them to go through challenging time. So I would like to learn about your experience. So do you have that kind of system around? Uh, yes, I think the first is my uh, my family, my husband right now, uh, and my team as well. Um, I think because tough times happen. Uh, they happen all the time. Uh, as entrepreneurship is not just stay, something stable, uh, you know, especially for those who are not in entrepreneurship. And like, for example, they may have a corporate job and they think like, oh, I'm tired of working from like nine to six or nine to five, whatever uh, in, the, in your country is appropriate, right? And, um, but the reality is in, if you're an entrepreneur, especially in the, initially, you work like maybe 24-7 because you constantly think about the project. There's so much responsibility, not only for yourself, but for the result, for your team and so on. So, um, yeah, my support system is my team, is my family, and all those little things which I know get me back to a resourceful state. You started your business when you was 18 years old. So what are the main challenges for you to run a business? Well, I guess believing in myself and uh, showing others that, you know, I know stuff and I can do stuff despite my age. Because initially many didn't, uh, you know, they wouldn't take me seriously. But then after five, ten minutes conversation and like uh, showing that I know what I'm doing, <laughs> or at least I think I know, <laughs> uh, people would take me seriously. Uh, so that's been one of the main challenges. And overall, you know, our brain works in such a way that it forgets quite a lot of things. <laughs> so it's hard to say what specifically was there um, at this point. But um, yeah, like there's so many, like lack of knowledge, lack of finances, like lack of network and all of that. But at the same time, it was also the same things helped me get where I am today. Right? How do you build network? Because network is important for for many sectors, not just only for um, social entrepreneurs. Well, initially, in my case, I was um, part of ISEC, which is the biggest user-run organization in the world. At least it was, I think, still is. 
Um, I built my initial network through ISEC connections. I would go into events, conferences, and I would reach out to people and talk to them. I think one of the key lessons which I learned is that you um, should, you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help and reach out to people, um, especially self-made people. They usually really open to give forward, you know, uh, to give back in a way. So they support uh, young. Uh, people, active, proactive people who want to do good in the world. So uh, reach, I was just reaching out uh, on events, on conferences, or just in social media, explaining what it is that I need, what I want, and of course showing, showing the benefit to the other side as well. Uh, so people were open and willing to contribute and to, you know, to support. Mm-hmm. And at one point, with Wild Woman, for example, we got quite, uh, we became quite popular, so uh, speakers and network was coming to us already, uh, right? So they, they were using it as a PR for themselves as well. So how do you grow your company from something small um, until now you reach out to more than 7,000 women from Eastern Europe, Central Asia, and the Middle East? Well, I guess there's no short answer to this. <laughs> uh, but overall, I would say, like, you, you never know how it will go. And I think important part is to, you know, there's this balance and there's no clear answer to when you should really stop and kind of try something new or when you need to push forward until the end, you know. So we don't know where is that end. So it's a matter of, in a way, intuition even and your own readiness and being able to look at your business um, in such a way so that you can honestly say, okay, here's what uh, is really not working out. Can I change that? What can I do about it? How can I scale uh, and all of that? And like one key thing which I learned like much later is that initially uh, you need to look at the market that you're entering. You are limited by the size of the market. Yes, you can create a whole new market, right? If it's like, something like it's super innovative and stuff. But for that, you will need a lot of money and time. If you have that, go ahead. Uh, other than that, like once you create or start a business, think from initially how big is your market size? Because otherwise you're limited. Your size of your company is limited by the market size that you have. If a young woman come and ask you to give her advice on how to start business, so what would you tell her? Do it because you really passionate about this and you really want to solve a problem don't do it because it's uh, trendy and everyone is doing a business right now or a social business or entrepreneurship or whatever do it for your own personal reasons because it's going to be a hell of a ride <laughs> uh, so in order to keep going uh, there got to be an inner motivation because you can't motivate yourself by let's say money or some other things from like outside motivation for long enough, you know, to make it work. So that would be the key thing, I guess. And the second is like the classics, but still uh, get the right people around yourself. Who is it that you're working with? Who are you attracting to your team initially? Uh, This will make or break your 
company. So what would you tell young people if they come to you and tell you that they have been told that they are not good enough for their business or for to run their initiative? Well, that you will never have enough resources, <laughs> network, <laughs> knowledge and all of that. There's never... Uh, there is no this perfect moment to start. There is no this ideal uh, timing. Uh, so the earlier you start, earlier you're gonna fail. Maybe earlier you will learn and get those network uh, resources and all of that, right? Uh, and knowledge. It's you can read books and listen to podcasts and do and all of that for like forever and I think that's another way of procrastination which we got right now like people literally before it was procrastinating by you know just scrolling Instagram but if you keep on spending your time on podcasts and edit courses and books and whatever and not implementing anything of what you learned that's also a way of procrastination you're just procrastinating you look smart right maybe you think you learn something but it's also procrastination so um if you don't implement what you learn um it doesn't make sense um so yeah but as always uh, the best time to start is always today it's yesterday <laughs> in a way right um this is my last question do you have any messages for young people who live in conservative society that do not encourage them to embrace something new or create something different from you know from the vast majority of um, societal members well um, it was the same for me like my you know society they wouldn't really support uh, what I was doing initially but um, but um, if you kind of like, literally not to like listen to your inner guts and try to talk to people and explain like for example it's often you know even your own family who is stopping you right so what I'm saying like trying to like it doesn't work with everyone but if we are talking about adults right you are an adult your parents like your father and mother for example are also adults and going to them and saying hey when you say that this is my uh, dream for example maybe to start my own business or like an enterprise or something And when you say that this doesn't matter or it's impossible, this really hurts or like this really stops and demotivates me. I would really appreciate if you would support me or just leave me alone, you know, like having, having adult conversations. I think that's one of the main problems is that we don't talk, we assume and uh, we need to, and it's not always easy, like, but I would say the main thing, like get the courage and go talk to those people. Uh, who are demotivating you tell them about how you feel and that if they don't intend to support you then um, then kind of uh, get them get the toxic people out of your life if that's possible right if it's not your close family so don't talk to like to friends or uh, others who are demotivating you but if you cannot do that then just like try to do your best in communicating and kind of Just like my dad, for example, he was like, oh, that's not going to work. And I was like, okay, I tried to talk to him. It didn't really work out. And um, I was just doing my own thing until it became uh, successful and then kind of came back to him to to show uh, the results. I talked to other entrepreneurs. Um, and family is one of the main challenges that do not accommodate young women to run their own businesses. Do you think why 
it happened to women? Well, I think it's a it's a cultural traditions, right? Old ones, uh, some religious, some just traditional thinking of uh, women being home, uh, taking care of kids, you know, and all of that. Um, so that's the classical reasons of uh, of such kind of conservative cultures. But things are changing, and I think people like I, I would assume you're talking about Sarah. Uh, I saw her um, her photo on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. So people like Sarah, like myself, and many other young or not young like women entrepreneurs. We are breaking those stereotypes and little by little, I think it will be much easier and like it's already much more open for other community members. That is very inspiring and encouraging. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much. You too. Have a good day, Zen. Thank you for listening to Nick Women Generations. If you like this interview, please click like and share with your friends. You can also leave us comment on this podcast and on our social media platform. To support our initiative, you can subscribe to this podcast. Stay tuned to our next speaker.